2: Hi everyone and welcome to the dramatic and devastating (laughs) October edition of On The Rag. Dramatic and devastating? Yeah. Don't know why I said that. I'm done
0: with that. It's been a big month.
2: What about you Mad? yep this is me mad not michelle this is mad (laughs) chapman everybody filling in for michelle a court this month we've got a lot to talk about but first if you've never listened to this podcast before we are a monthly podcast where we talk about things going on in the world and the news and the media regarding women and also anything else that we feel like talking about we are sponsored by our forever loves at the women's bookshop shout out carol thanks carol Um, please go and support them at www.thewomansbookshop.co.nz or on Ponsonby Road in real life. We had an amazing event. (laughs) God, wow, what an event. (laughs) Michelle and I uh, visited last weekend for National Bookshop Day, so we thought we'd show up for an hour and people could have tea and bickies with their favourite on the raggers if they wanted. Oh, how did it go? I was such a
0: shame
1: I, I couldn't make it. I went. It was great. I had a long conversation with Alex. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bella Chapman was there.
1: Was not shooed
2: away by an oncoming no. <laughs> customer. I like, oh, man, you've got to be careful. There might be some, <laughs> there might be some fans coming. Uh, nope. There was this lady from Glasgow who sat down and didn't know what was going on. <laughs> but she had a nice time. And then Simon Day from the spinoff walked in and announced... <laughs> At the door of the women's bookshop, my dog just did diarrhea all over the road. So it was a great... (laughs)
1: And someone stepped in it three times.
2: (laughs) So it was a great turnout, but it was lovely to be in that space. If you've never been... If you live in Auckland and you haven't been to the women's bookshop before, (laughs) it's like Christmas every day. Mm. I'm not overstating it. It's a dangerous place, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you bought a bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah, they were giving away a book when you buy a book. So... Free now, stuff. Yeah. So I was like, well, I have to now. Mm. And then now I've got a nice crime thriller to get through. Oh my God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so do do go support them if you are a book buyer and tell them that On the Rag sent you because apparently that's something that people do, which Yay. is very exciting. Yeah.
0: Thanks everyone that has supported us and them and us and them at the same time.
2: Mm, amazing. There's also, an incred- if you're into like curation, Carol, the uh, overlord of the Women's <laughs> Bookshop, has oh, a, a lady. an amazing uh, Carol's Picks wall, and I just mm. stood there staring at it, and I was like, I need to read and buy all of these right now. So let Carol be your guide if you're not quite sure what to do. Um, we have a Facebook page. By God, do we? Do we, have, we have two. Facebook.com slash ontheragpod is our kind of public facing page where we share links, and we're also giving away a copy of Clementine Ford's Boys Will Be Boys this month.
0: Oh my God, if you guys didn't listen to the last uh, episode of the pod, right at the end, Alex surprised <laughs> Michelle and I with the life-changing news that Clem Ford was going to be on the pod again with again. us. What? Yeah,
1: didn't, yeah did you, uh, didn't listen to the end of the pod. No.
2: no. <laughs> you revealed yourself. And it's <laughs> so
0: exciting. If you can, find the, the last episode that we did where she came on as a guest. It was just the most fire conversation. And I think we all left... That afternoon feeling quite electrified and like out-of-body experience type mm-hmm. feeling. that was awesome.
2: She's incredible. So, yeah, she's actually coming on the pod, I think, the day of. She's doing an event in Auckland with the Auckland Women's Centre, which you can buy tickets for, where she's talking about the book. It's an incredible book. I've written, it. I've, I've written a review of it. <laughs> yes, I've written you did. It. I written it. Well done. Congratulations. I <laughs> for the whole time. Sorry, guys. It's going to be a bit of a chaos pod. It's Friday afternoon. I'm already getting quite hot. Um, I wrote a review of it for the spinoff. I read it over the course of a weekend at the batch, and it's definitely one of those books that we often talk on this podcast about all those sort of responses you wish you had ready in your head and all the statistics and the studies. (laughs) Okay, Leonie's just taken off her sweatshirt and she's wearing a T-shirt that says, I love voting. (laughs) The electoral (laughs) orange (laughs)
0: I'm only just getting the hang of like going to the gym before work in the morning. And so I went to the gym in my gym gear and packed what I thought was an outfit <laughs> for my work day. And instead of taking a plain white T-shirt from my drawer, it turns out I took a novelty T-shirt from my drawer, which says, I love voting in fluorescent orange letters across the front. And I've been wearing a jumper all day, but it's too hot in the studio, so now I have revealed my shame to my co-podders.
2: This is a great chaos pod. What about your T-shirt, Matt? Actually, we talking about T-shirts to people yeah. who cannot see them. <laughs> yep.
1: Mine says mine is pink. And it has red writing on it that says It says brown and beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's just and it so was, woke in the studio. And it was we, amazing. Yeah. Where but where just, did this come it from? It was bought from a Sisters United event. Sisters United is a great, uh, I guess, organisation. Yeah, started by awesome. Paris Goble and her sister. Anyway, it was started by them and uh, they do really cool stuff with brown girls mm. at schools. Um, very empowering. A lot of like positive self-image Uh, exercises and that sort of thing. So I went along and they were selling T-shirts. And I was like,
2: yes, I am brown and beautiful. I think I'll take one. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Gorgeous. And my T-shirt is from Zara (laughs) and it says nothing.
1: (laughs) It's got a texture to it though. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
2: Anyway, so that's T-shirt talk out of the way. (laughs) Boys will be boys. We're giving it away on Facebook. We also have a private Facebook group, which is called On The Rag 24-7, the numerals with a slash in the middle. And that is going gangbusters we as well. We love the group.
0: We love the group. We
2: love it. It's an incredible space. People are just sharing things, wisdom, funny stories, frustrations. Um, Yeah, highly recommend it. It does have closed entry, but as I've said for the last couple of pods, it's completely inane. I just like having some veneer of exclusivity. Yeah, <laughs> but pass- if you're a there's dick, no we'll, real password. <laughs> we'll kick you out. But say so, something funny is the password. We haven't kicked anyone out yet, have we? No, No. because there's been uh, hmm. no the dicks.
0: No dicks. It's a dick-free zone. In, as it In were. In every yeah. sense or? <laughs> no. no, no, no. I was just trying no, to no. figure out the best way Did to say so. that. Yeah, sorry. In
2: the spiritual sense. In the spiritual <laughs> sense. <laughs> All right. Coming up on the podcast, we're going to talk about man-sized meatballs, <laughs> to shave or not to shave, and the weirdest Mike's Minute yet. Yes. But first, should we talk about the Royal Visit? That was something you raised right before we started recording. Tēnā <laughs> 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 Oh, it's so
1: good. It's so soothing. It
0: is. There's, um... If you don't know what I'm making fun of, so <laughs> everyone went mental at the uh, the reception at Government House because Meghan Markle spoke three words of Te Reo Māori at the beginning of her speech, and I had told that she spoke Te Reo Māori. I'd expected, I'd thought maybe that she'd attempted sort of like a a brief mahi, but turns out that what she said was te <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I just, the reaction to it was quite over the top. Mm. Like, when I did actually hear the audio, like, just she paused. She paused for applause Mm. and then (laughs) received thunderous applause for saying Tana Katoa Katoa. And then all of these headlines came out about how she spoke Māori. (laughs) And then when I actually heard what she'd said. I then there's a um, a guy called Jack Gray who's the head of a, a dance company who made this really amazing video, which is just tēnā kātā kātua on a loop <laughs> with him expressing himself in a Māori way over the top. It's it's very funny. So find find that video. It's been making me laugh. I've watched it every single day so that, this so that's, week.
1: I thought that clip was like, she'd said all this other stuff, here's just the funny pronunciation but that's all she said. That's, yeah, all, that's she all she
0: said, said
2: in,
1: in was. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a tongue twister a little bit. Yeah. Well, how she said, yeah. yeah,
2: it's like harder than actually saying it right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she did <laughs> and well I Honestly, I'm really. not like mad at her for saying it wrong or anything like that. It just when you hear it on repeat, it's just quite a funny. It's a real funny sentence. It's <laughs> a
2: real earworm. Yeah, yeah, it
0: is, and I I actually quite like it. Like I like the sound of
1: it. Even the way she said it, the intonations. it's quite. It's quite beautiful. Yeah, you can really. You can make a track out of that. Yeah. Mm. That could be like on a dubstep track or <laughs> well, something. <laughs> this Loop is exactly what
2: I did after I played it with my friend Zoe and I was like, oh uh, let's just go to the Troti remix real quick. Mm. John Keys saying Troti and Tena Kato Kato match it yeah. together. Oh my god. Yeah. What have you got?
0: Excuse me, musicians <laughs> out there who are listening to this <laughs> please fulfill our fantasies with a dubstep <laughs> remix of Tena Kotokatour.
1: <laughs> did anything else happen
2: off note? I mean I went and stood out in the Wind, yeah, both the weather and my own. wait waiting for Megan and Harry to walk past Did you I didn't say need Megan? To say, yeah I just think it's funny'm <laughs> like how people say vegan <laughs> and I didn't see Megan um because they were really late so yeah. their sort of getaway cars were parked up right next to us and I was with jose and I was like Jose, this is gonna be great we're gonna see them not only walk but get into a car how exciting and then the car like slowly just started backing up away like further and further up the the wall. Walkway. So all we saw was them drive past really slowly, and they didn't even put their windows down. Ugh. Is it? That,
1: like... That's not like a security thing, right? Like no one. Like maybe someone throws a dildo at them, but <laughs> no
2: one,
1: I feel like it should be fine yeah. for them to to have a bear a beer face in enough, the window. If it's good
2: enough to walk, you know. Yeah, totally. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the and the car was like completely flanked with by like bald, literally just Jason Statham times 10 <laughs> yeah. around the car. But anyway, so I saw a sliver of her what I think was her hand. Yeah. And that's that's kind of all.
0: I mean, I don't know what the point of these visits are. Like two young people show up and look at stuff and we go, hey.
1: it really is just <laughs> like watching people have a holiday. It is.
0: Yeah. And it's not even a holiday they want. Yeah. You know, she's pregnant. She mm. she probably would rather be doing, like, have her feet up than throwing gumboot, wanging a gumboot mm. around.
2: <laughs> yeah. Who knew that it was called that?
0: No, not me. Mm. <laughs> but the thing that annoyed me, actually, going back to that reception at Government House, um, as one of my columnists on the site very eloquently outlined this week, was that that reception was on the anniversary of the Declaration of Independence, which is the first contract Māori entered into with the British Crown. And it wasn't even acknowledged at the reception. I just, it just seems like such a massive oversight on mm. everyone's part to not even acknowledge it, let alone use it as like a, a really interesting conversation starter. Mm.
2: Well, based you on know? her pronunciation, I don't feel like she had a yeah. cultural advisor.
0: And maybe she gets away with it because she wasn't born into the, the colonial opp- oppressor family.
1: Mm. She's mm. like the
0: new girl who gets to be all like sparkly and clean. But
1: yeah, but Harry was.
0: Yeah, Harry yeah. was there you know, at mm. the pohiri, as he put it. every time <laughs> no, That was a Rotorua that he said that. Every time I
1: put those together on the track, <laughs> yeah. one's the bridge, one's yeah. the course. Yeah. Um, now, after watching The Crown, I assume that every royal visit somewhere is like to make up for something bad <laughs> that they've just done and they're like, uh. we've got to just get some people out there, distract everyone from what, is going on in the pills yeah. mm.
0: I don't know though. Getting Philip along to say really racist stuff to mm. people in the colonies is your way of like <laughs> making up for
1: something. <laughs> it's a pretty bad Imagine what strategy. you're making up for if that's <laughs> what you're doing <laughs> that's true. to make it
2: better. <laughs> After they had driven away, actually down down the road, there was th- I mean there were thousands of people who went to see them on the viaduct. And everyone was still there and then people started screaming again and I was like, what's happening? And I looked down and I was like, it's just Phil Goff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And people were just losing their minds. Oh, my God, Phil Goff is that dog that
1: walked down the red carpet and (laughs)
2: everyone started cheering. I love it. Yes. Goff. It was a special day for Goffy (laughs) and not a special day for me. All right, she talked about some news stories of the month. So I went back to the very start of October and I realized we didn't actually have the chance to talk about a story that you wrote, Mad, mm-hmm. about Black Fern's merch, um, which, yes. you, which was on the last episode of Spinoff TV. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? <Yeah>. And, uh, <laughs> no. Sorry. I don't know what? her. <laughs> I don't know her. Um, so I thought maybe we could talk a bit about that because you went on a mission, basically, right, mm-hmm. to get any <laughs> piece yep. of Black Fern's merch available. Yeah, so I
1: went on just as you do, decided, huh, actually, I quite, I'd quite i quite like a Black Ferns jersey. Might just go and buy one right now while I'm supposed to be working. And then <laughs> I went on and I searched, uh, black, well, first they didn't have an option for like a category in the shop for Black Ferns. So I was like, hmm, that's weird, okay. Mm. And then I searched Black Ferns jersey and it came up with two results. And one was a, a Black Ferns 7s jersey, which is... Also cool, but not the same. And the other one was for some playing cards, and I was like, mm, um. "That doesn't look like black men. <laughs> those look like men." And then, um, and so I was like, "Oh, this must maybe they just sold out, or they're like getting a new shipment in, or something." I was being very optimistic. Yeah. Um, and then I emailed them, and they were just like, uh, "No, we don't. <laughs> we don't have any. Uh, we're hoping to have some sometime."
2: And this they being
1: uh, New Zealand rugby, New Zealand rugby, and I was like uh okay so then I decided that that would be my mission is to to get one um mainly because as soon as I found out that they weren't for sale I was like oh now I have to have one yeah <laughs> this is rare collector's yeah. item it's a challenge um yeah so I went and spoke to uh like Clint from ZM he's he's got one he got one from the team and then I saw that Jacinda Ardern had one um so, of course, I just messaged her and asked if I could buy it from her.
2: Oh, I just As messaged her. her. I yeah. And I was like,
1: oh, this is going to be a real funny joke when it just says scene and I can <laughs> zoom in on the scene. And then she replied, and I was like, how dare you ruin my joke? <laughs> now I have to have something else. Um, um,
0: P.S. Jacinda Ardern has said before that Madeline is her favourite journalist I in New can Zealand. I guarantee so. that she did
1: not say that. People have really pulled some sort I of quote know. out of context or something. I that's
2: all I have to say to that.
1: Um, but she replied very kindly, saying, uh, No, you can't.
2: But so you then, wanted hers off her own. Yeah, bed. yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, I said, Give me yours. We're we'll it. the same size, of course. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, um, and she said, No. And I was like, Yeah, fair enough. And But then she goes, uh, Would you like me to help you get one? Which. Feels like when I have something really important to do, and then to procrastinate, I clean the whole house because I'm like, Guys, yeah, 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 yeah. guys, I got, uh, do you guys need help? I'm doing nothing. Yeah. So I was like, No, well, if you're offering, might as well, might as well take it. So I said yes. And then, um, and then like a week later, when it got closer and she hadn't come back to me, mm. and maybe the, the sort of like Asking your parents or something when you see they're really busy. I was like, "Hey, um, <laughs> just wondering if you like managed to get me a fans jersey yet?" Yeah. I, I mean, I know you've got other wasn't stuff she on like, at the UN. <laughs> she, was, <laughs> like, she was in She was about to go on the Today Show when she <laughs> replied to my first message.
2: Oh my god! And then so she, she was <laughs> nervous and needed anything yeah, to distract her. Yeah.
1: And then when she got back. I was like, uh, hey, me again. Um, you know, any luck on the jersey? Yeah. Because um, before it was a joke, but now like, can you actually please help me? <laughs> and then she was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't, I haven't finished my my project yet or task yet or something. Right. Put in a typo, everyone's human. And then <laughs> and then corrected it. And I was like, yes. yes. Um, so then, yeah, and then like sort of heard nothing. I was like, oh, OK, I don't think. I don't think it's going to happen, mm-hmm. um, but suddenly one appeared in the mail the day that I was writing the story. I literally, like not exaggerating, I was writing the story and I wrote the final paragraph that said, as of writing, mm. I have zero Black Ferns jerseys, blah, blah, blah. I finished that paragraph. I scrolled up to like see how many words it was. And then the courier walked through the door oh with a Blackfoot Ruined your story. And I had to go and change it to a not <laughs> as good final so paragraph. So
0: now it's you, Jacinda Ardern, and Clint Brown are the three owners. Clint Roberts. Uh, Clint Roberts. <laughs> <know>, Clint
1: <laughs> Rob. oh, out there. Said, oh, oh, sorry, old newsreader.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Clint Roberts. I mean, he might have one. <laughs> yeah, oh,
1: and Trevor Miller. Trevor Miller came out, absolute brag, yeah. came out after the story came out, tweeted, uh yes, these are very important. I have two of them. Oh my- I was like oh my God. All right. Excuse All right. me. All right, Trevor.
2: Get back a- to holding babies,
1: two? <laughs> I have no idea. i think they were given to him. But see, I could have got two. Here's my <laughs> charitable oh my here's my charitable deed of the year. <laughs> yes. After the video went up, because the video in the video I still didn't have one. In the written piece, yeah. I did. No one wanted to read the written piece, so mm. they watched the video and assumed that I still didn't have one. Oh, yeah. So Eloise good. Blackwell, who is the black fern, messaged me saying, would you like a jersey? Oh,
0: that's, <gasps> oh, so, oh, that's
1: cool. so cool. Because I can give you one. And I part of me was like, just take it. <laughs> Just take it. And then I But then I was like, no, I'm going to be, you know, she might find mm, out. So yeah. I was like, no, I thank you so much, but I don't. Like, I oh have, I managed to get one in the end. And then she was like, oh, that's great news, blah, blah, And, yeah, but I was like, <laughs> I could have.
2: You know who was next in those DMs? Mm. <laughs> <was> Trevor Miller. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true. That's, that's how so he collects them. Yeah.
2: Well, the point being, Sweet. as you concluded in the mm. TV piece, was that... It shouldn't take DMing the Prime Minister <laughs> no. or being Trevor Mallard or being a national treasure yeah. to get one of these. Yeah. Like Some of the stats were like, there's 159 mm-hmm. pieces of All Blacks branded merch.
1: Yeah, you, there are 28 different um, phone cases that you can buy.
2: With the All Blacks on them? Yeah. And one piece of official merch, of Black Ferns merch.
1: There's one piece of official Black Ferns 7s merch. The Jersey, yeah. There's one piece of mixed merch, which yeah. is all teams together in the trading cards. Right. There is no Black Fern's specific fifteen aside That's, merch. It's
0: just But like you can't crazy. even Run get like a champions. scarf
1: or a yeah. hat or like a poster. Uh,
2: <laughs> I hate it. It's it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Maybe did you get the sense that did you get to talk to anyone at New Zealand Rugby about it properly? Uh
1: they sent through a very like lame Sort of Mm. press statement when I asked for an interview, which I was expecting. Um, Mm -hmm. They're very sort of like they say it's Adidas who refused to do it, and then Adidas say, "Well, no, it's them," Mm. and so it's just no one's fault. Really, they're actually
0: blaming each other. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Um, So who knows? But
2: there's a commercial opportunity here, right? Like, yeah. It doesn't cost a lot to produce merch, I'm assuming. If you can make 28 different phone cases and like that <laughs> ugly AstroTurf totally yeah, especially, just chuck a couple more options yeah. and it's opening up a whole new market.
1: Yeah. yeah. Even like, even if they say, well, the jerseys are hard to make, like the official playing jerseys, mm. you can still just sell other things to wear yeah. that yeah. aren't, because obviously also people don't, not everyone can pay $180 for a playing jersey. Yeah, But just buy like something,
2: just mm, give like, the people a beanie for yeah. their sake. Give them a beanie. Well, you went into your um, off-brand <laughs> home yep. uh, home brand market making uh, them with paint and.
1: Yeah, I got some paint. Didn't get fabric paint. Should have because then I accidentally put it in the wash. I uh. painted like five layers on that thing. <laughs> and then up? I put it in the wash. And when I picked it up, I didn't realize that it was the one that I painted because it had truly just completely washed it all off mm. and i didn't notice until i was like standing in some weird light <laughs> and it like sort of reflected like a ghost my old <laughs> my old paintings i was like well at least the washing machine works but
2: it was a good replica it you was man. good oh, thank you I they'll be available for sale <laughs> via the on the rag <laughs> store yeah, I love of the man. <laughs> free <laughs> okay before we move on cool tips of the month have you learned anything this month you would like to share with the group? <laughs> I
0: did. Yeah? I learned something. It's more of a, a realisation for myself, but it might help someone else out there.
2: Okay.
0: Because um, I was thinking about how uh, we've talked about baths before. and that I, I, We might not have talked about it on the pod. We've definitely talked about it on the TV show. I, I don't like baths. I feel weird about sitting in that much soapy but also dirty hot water. But I was having this real sort of like think about why I would hate a bath because otherwise I love being immersed in water. Like the shower is my safe space. (laughs) If I get upset about anything, I get straight in the shower. Right. Um, And then I was thinking about when I was in Japan last year and the onsen experience, which I did talk about on the pod, which is Mm. their sort of bathing ritual there where you spend a lot of time sort of scrubbing, in a shower unit type situation. So you sit on a stool and then you've got like a, a shower head that sort of points towards you. And I think for a lot of Japanese people, it's like a weekly ritual, but maybe they don't all do it every single week, but it is definitely ritualistic in nature. Mm. And so I went to an onsen and you sort of are in this big room with lots of other women, you're all naked and you sit there and you really pay attention to scrubbing your fingernails and washing your hair. And it's it's a very detailed process but I discovered when I was doing it for the first time that I actually really enjoyed it. And there was something about the proximity to women that I also enjoyed and that it just felt like quite a natural, primal thing to be doing with other women. Mm. And then when you finish doing all of that, you soak in like a spa, basically. And I think when a lot of like Western visitors to Japan think of an onsen, they think of it as a spa. They think of the hot the hot spa bit.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But the actual like scrubbing is is almost more important. So those thoughts came together in my head mm. and I was like, oh, I should have baths like that. So actually have a shower. But pay attention in my shower cubicle in the same way they do it on to like, you know, really taking time to wash your hair and condition and and then soak in a bathtub. In which, the clean in the clean water yeah. with a clean body, with just something nice smelling in the bathtub. No stimulus, no reading or looking at my phone or anything like that. Mm. And so I did it. And I was like, I have figured out how to have a bath. Wow. I do the opposite. I loved it. Oh, you <laughs> show- see, that's the thing. Regular baths make me need to have a shower because yeah. I'm like I'm in covered slimy, in soap yeah. scum mm-hmm. and I feel weird and I probably didn't even wash. I love that. I love yeah. slippery. So I have me. a shower after <laughs> afterwards, <laughs> all over the place. And then, but then I did it the other way around. I, mm. I had a a Western onsen, if you
1: like. <laughs> love it. I loved it. That onsen thing sounds amazing.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. The, my friends who I went to Japan with would have do it with me, which is. Mm-hmm. Fine, like maybe that is for Westerners like a hard thing to do with your friends, mm. but as just like an anonymous nobody, yeah, had no problem with it whatsoever. It felt totally natural and awesome.
2: Mm. That sounds cool. I didn't get to do one in Japan because I had a UTI the whole time.
1: <laughs> it really cuts down it's on glamorous. your holiday plans. <laughs> like glamorous, glamorous. They need to put out a um, holiday trip advisor for if you have <laughs> a UTI, <laughs>
2: places to avoid. Go home. <laughs> Step
1: one.
2: No, we're good. What about you, man?
1: (laughs) Uh, Cool tip. I was trying to think of an actual cool tip, and then I scrolled past a real funny cool tip (laughs) that I (laughs) sent to you guys. Um, Unbelievable. Those videos that they have where they're like, here's a hack. Yeah. You know, use vinegar and whatever in the shower, and there was one of this woman (laughs) And they didn't. I didn't even listen to him. It might have had sound. I wasn't even paying attention. (laughs) I just watched it. And she, she looks like very upset about something. And then she takes a strand, like a lock of her hair, and then she cuts it off at like fringe length. (laughs) And I was like, Are they gonna? Is this like trying to teach you how to cut your own fringe? Because this looks wrong. And then, and then they were like, Nope. Here's what you do. You take a pencil. Take the rubber out of the end of it. The eraser. And then stick some of the hair into it.
3: Glue
0: it in.
1: <laughs> glue it in. like put some glue in. Put some of your hair in, and then cut it so that you can use the pencil with your hair on the end of it as a makeup brush <laughs> to put like eyeliner and foundation. It's such an
0: excessive and amount of hair that the girl she chops cut off high a up, foot
1: of hair, and then they used like a centimeter. A centimeter, of it. and also she cut it off like. on her face basically (laughs) and then also (laughs) I was reading the comments they were quite funny it was like "Mm, short on money cut your hair and then you can spend more money getting this fixed (laughs) in the hairdresser (laughs) But it's like, mate, they were like, makeup brushes aren't even that expensive. I know. I know <laughs> this isn't know, saving like... you much money.
0: Also, the girl in the video, I think, cut off her actual hair it to looked, make this look stupid like it. Video it looked really real. Maybe real yeah. she was
2: just about to do, you know, like shape. I, I, care I think she yeah. looked
0: like a little bit like, I'm being forced
1: at gunpoint <laughs> like, to how do this. How much it. is this dropping?
2: Those like hack videos are real funny yeah, though. So and I just, funny. it reminded me of that one because Angela Javed on the spin off TV <laughs> did a series of them like, I think mostly trying to be parody, but some of them were actually quite useful. <laughs> yeah. She did this crazy one, which I don't know if made it to the show, but it might be online, where she basically, like, how to put red lipstick on without a mirror.
0: Yeah.
2: And she put her mouth into just, like, a little cat bum
0: yeah. type she situation. Pursed, pursed her lips into a cat as,
2: bum. and then just did it.
0: Well, she did the line, she lined her lips with the red lipstick after pursing her lips into, <laughs> a, lip, into a bum. And then it sort of, I think it makes the ridges of your lips sort of more prominent than the rest of your lip. And then you like
2: just run the the lipstick
0: along the edge and then you just fill in the middle. And she did it perfectly. It was amazing. It was
2: incredible. The coolest tip I've ever seen. My tip is regarding, actually I want to start my cool tip with an apology. (laughs) Good sign. I recommended microfiber cloths last time. I've since gotten into trouble. Not trouble. trouble. Just interesting <laughs> feedback
0: to it. What's the... No,
2: I'm in trouble with myself. Yeah. Um. Apparently microfiber cloths, every time that you wash them and rinse them and squeeze them out, the tiny, tiny microfibers, which are so micro that they don't get caught by any of the water filtration stuff, go straight into the sea and straight into the mouth of probably a gorgeous turtle. Wait, what's my... Wait, you know, maybe, maybe little... I don't know what microfiber is. They're just like a very soft flannel. Yeah. Like a kind of like a so, you know, like, dressing yeah, gown. Like a chamois yeah. for a car. There's sort
0: of like battles for your face that people are saying you can use this and you don't need any um, face wash to get Mm. makeup off because the the microfibers will take everything off with just water. Mm. So you think that you're being sort of like, you know, helping Mm. the environment by not using face wipes or chemicals Mm. or whatever. And then
2: you talk about on a podcast without doing any research. How amazing you are on a podcast. And then people who are much smarter than you and more tactful than you gently (laughs) tell you that it's actually doing harm to the environment as well. So redacted yeah. everything I've ever Does, done. Is that
1: the same for cleaning cloths that are sort of, you know, like Catman do have those, like, towels that are yeah. real small.
0: Yeah. I've got and a and couple you of you get those. cleaning
1: cloths, I mean, and they're, like, must, many ones of those. It
0: must be true of all microfiber cloths yeah. then, I guess. So and including those ones.
2: But I think the idea with especially the makeup ones is you're encouraged to use them as a replacement for I things see. and every day. Therefore, I'm assuming there's just... Streams and streams of microfiber snacks going yeah. out to But
0: advice what you also got out of that thread is there are apparently yes. uh, washing bags that you can wash your microfiber cloths in the washing machine in that catch the microfiber mm. so it doesn't go down the drain.
2: And there's also alternatives like using muslin um, as, as a thing oh, and yeah. cotton. And there's like these little felt um, pad things you can use. So sure. yeah. Do your research. Anyway, so Michael cool Tip. So redacted tip. Redacted <laughs> on to the next one. Redacted tip. Onto the one I'll probably redact next month. <laughs> I think this is just sage advice. I've been writing about the chemist warehouse for the last twenty-four hours because I'm obsessed with that location. I've talked about it a lot on this podcast. Yeah. But I've gone a couple of times in the past few weeks and what I've realized is if you are holding something and Googling is X product a scam? It probably is. Put it down and leave. Get out of there. Are you
0: talking specifically about the, the cream you rub on your belly and you will lose four kgs
1: in 56 days? 4.8. Four point eight. 4. part 8 of it,
2: the tooth, the, the tooth powder, the charcoal um, – Whitening tooth powder, which you might have seen on Instagram. I've used it. I think it it has immediate effects, but I think it's more just like a shade and light kind of contrasty thing or something. I don't believe that it actually cleans your teeth forever. I think it just sort of Mm. does some kind of charcoal wizardry. Yeah. But yeah, be vigilant in there and keep your guard up. Yeah. And take a limited amount of cash.
0: Yeah. I've, it, and also be freaked out by how many uh vaginal deodorant products there are because there oh.
2: there's a whole aisle about it there's, It's so weird the weirdest thing was that it pow- was like the vaginal powder <laughs> <laughs> how it, was called, does one, it was called summers may Eve. I ask,
1: how does one Powder I don't, I don't gravitationally. Know. How does one powder? I think you lie down. <laughs> you lie upside what, down. Most ta- powder bottles. If you squeeze them, they go. Oh my god! So, so you, maybe so you have, just go. No. Just clap. You clip. stand like over
2: it, <laughs> and then you and you clap. put it between your feet,
1: and then you you bring your feet in real fast. <laughs> <laughs> you go, you got to get some good oomph on that. And to then you just a- get like a mushroom cloud <laughs> nuclear yeah. explosion, yeah. and then you squat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god.
0: Oh, my God. I'm shriveling <laughs> up at the thought of it.
2: Yeah, look, it's a paradise and it's a war zone in there. <laughs> Chemistware's got a lot of good. It's got a lot of bad. Yeah. <laughs> Read about it tomorrow on the spin-off, <laughs> by the way. Good,
1: good plug. Tomorrow good being
0: a couple of days ago now.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably. Just Google it. Okay, next story. The Otago Girls' School, they finally campaigned and won to wear trousers as a part mm. of their uniform. It was very exciting. I mean,
0: in this the year, 1952, <laughs> we've come so far. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 2018, <laughs> and some girls are allowed to wear pants. And it's and it's
2: congratulations, a
0: everyone. I
2: would have died to wear pants at high school. Yeah,
0: mm.
2: I couldn't believe it. Did you? you were, did we all have uniforms? Yeah, yep. I had, yeah, I had
0: uniform at high school. We had culottes, oh, the world's nice. ugliest clothing item. Well, certainly ours <laughs> were, maybe not in general. The
1: Auckland uniforms are quite bad, yeah. I will say that much. Mm. And then in
0: winter, we had just like a tunic.
2: Mm.
1: A sack, essentially. A, pinafore. a
2: black sack. A tunic. Yeah. What did you have, Madge? I, I had,
1: uh, in primary school, Ooh. we had a pinafore. Cute. Mm -hmm. Over a skivvy.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Um, I don't know why, but small brown children in skivvies (laughs) is my jam, and I bet you were fucking adorable.
1: (laughs) So we had a pinafore over a skivvy, and then in the summer, this was a huge thing for me, someone who didn't like getting ready in the morning, Mm. they brought out these new uniforms that are now everywhere, but we were like the test run. Uh, It's like a T-shirt, like, dress. And it just has one big zip up the front, so you literally just get into it, put it on, (laughs) zip it up, and you're good to go. Like a onesie, yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was very like as far as because I hated wearing dresses. Mm. uh, As far as like having to wear a dress, that was my favorite one because you just it was like a t-shirt dress basically, but longer. Um, And then at school, classic just skirt and shirt and tie, and then and a blazer. And then I went to Samuel Marsden, which is very fancy. <laughs> and they have their senior people wear like what you would expect to wear to work at the bank. <laughs> so we had pencil, what are they called? Pencil skirts? Yeah. yeah. They were pencil skirts, so above the knee skirts, and then like a sort of quite a fitted shirt. It was like, like it was a actual, good, like mm. d-
0: darts sewed in, yeah. Like it was oh, a, weird. Wow. It was a good
1: uniform. Like y- people looked nice, yeah. Like they fit properly as opposed yeah. to most uniforms. Um, but that was intense walking around. Like you know, you just rides up all the time. It's just you just see all these girls just walking around pulling their skirts, yeah. Yeah, uncomfortable. That's yeah, it's
2: restricting.
0: I would have loved to wear pants.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would have been.
1: I would have been keen on just a short. Can
0: someone just come out and just be like, "Hey, everybody in the country, wear fucking pants if you want to wear pants." It's mm. a weird, oppressive regime, like mm. boys and girls. Like yeah. the boys go up the road from us. The boys weren't allowed to wear pants; they had to wear shorts, and it's like. Minus a million degrees mm. in winter. Really? And you'd see these boys in Newmarket who had their like woolen socks that they had to wear pulled up, but they would pull them up as high as they possibly oh could to cover their legs. It's freezing. Because
3: they to shorts garden. in
0: winter.
1: Yeah. Um, I do know there was one girl, Sophie Devine, who currently plays in the White Ferns cricket team. Mm. She went to Tower College, which was co ed and uniformed, and she got to wear. She asked and they allowed her to wear shorts. Uh, She was the only girl who wore shorts, I think. But the funny thing is that they wouldn't let her just wear the shorts that the boys wear, which was just grey. So they just have grey shorts and like a shirt. Mm. She had to wear shorts made out of the skirt that the girls wow. wore, oh my gosh. so they were like these weird, like check-it, Like they looked real funny. <laughs> and we were like, I was like, well, I don't know if I want to wear shorts made out of my skirt, so maybe I won't ask. <laughs> why is it? What so are they afraid
0: so, of? Exactly. Why is it so important that you must remember or be forced into a gender? Like mm. it's it's so weird. Mm. Like why why are these adults in charge of children so obsessed? Especially in with like a uniform context. people up yeah. if Does it's it,
2: all the same color and you know what school you're going to. Mm.
1: I mean, I love. Yeah. I'm very pro uniform.
2: Yeah, yeah. But but I'm okay also like uniform.
1: like a bit of variation. Let people. Yeah,
2: yeah. Let people choose. I remember getting like my first uniform for girls' grammar, and the trauma in my head of going to the school shop and the lady putting me in like a shirt that was like three sizes <laughs> too big, being like. You'll grow you're into gonna it. grow into that, <laughs> and just been like, "No,
1: I don't want to." Every every single Year Thirteen <laughs> student at a girls' school has, yeah. walks around with a giant blazer because they got it in Year Nine, and the woman's like, "You'll grow into this, even yeah. though girls mostly stop growing by the time you're yeah. fourteen. You'll definitely yeah. grow into this." Yeah. It's like that's you're not gonna be here. Yeah. Like, that's not how this
2: works. Yeah. Yeah. You just never stop. But shout also, out. Like,
1: just let people return them and trade them for a bigger one. Don't force them. Yeah, true.
2: Yeah, those poor, poor mm. like, year nines. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely swarming. But shout out to um, those students who made that happen. Yeah, they yeah. put together um, a well-reasoned, well-researched presentation. And they proposed it to the board of the school. Yep. And the board approved it. Yep. It moved so After quickly. 147
0: years yep. of skirts and kilts. Well done, girls. You shouldn't have had to work that hard. No. But yeah, I'm sure... It- Future generations will be grateful that you did. Exactly.
2: They'll be so much more mobile. Yeah. And they will be able to step over things (laughs) with ease. (laughs) All right. Confession Corner. Do you have anything embarrassing (laughs) we want to fess up to this month? I do.
0: Yes. I'm not proud of this, but I have spent the last month... Like, really loving the beef that is happening in social media between both Azealia Banks and Lana Del Rey. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. And, and look, I I don't encourage women-on-woman violence. I feel like, (laughs) (laughs) especially in the music industry, where you're kind of, like, told there can only be, like, one good woman rapper. Mm. And, And obviously, like, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj have maybe, like, fallen into that trap, you know? Yes. But also the the shit they're saying about each other is so funny. And same with Azalea Banks and Lana Del Rey. Azalea Banks absolutely takes the cake. She is the most mm. outrageous human. <laughs> I'm tempted to say she's like a terrible human. Mm. But she's also very entertaining. So I yeah, I have I've not been a good feminist in uh, my schadenfreude Freud of all of this beef because none of them should be fighting.
2: What's the this is um, really funny. What's the root of the Azalea and Lana, Bay, in particular. Though. I
0: see it all, it's something that happened behind the scenes between them. Mm. And then, but Lana was the like made the first shot and was like, I reached out to you and then you fucked me over, like you deserve whatever you get kind of a situation. Since the ever since that, the stuff that they're saying, well, mostly that Azalea Banks is saying about her. Absolutely nothing to do with whatever the beef is. She's just going for the jugular and being as mean as she can possibly be mm-hmm. and just making lots of jokes about how Lana Del Rey is, like, 105 years old <laughs> and, like, is all shriveled up like a desert. And <laughs> it's it's awful. I shouldn't laugh. Because it's, it's age-based, like, insults as well. Yeah. But she's just such a <laughs> loose unit. And I just yeah. find Azalea Banks so fascinating. And she's out here. Promoting her new soap line That she's got as well So she's got this new soap line That is specifically for um, use For vaginal and anal use Which is It's like this special uh, Combination of stuff That's like soothing If you're out there Having a lot of sex For for men and for women Mm. But I just love that She sort of made her Public faith with Hannah Jarre Into this quite successful Like (laughs) sales campaign (laughs) For soap (laughs) that you use on your genitals. it's Yeah, I'm not proud of myself, but there you go.
2: (laughs) She's confessed. What about Mm. you, man?
1: Um, (laughs) hmm. It's very hard to sort of uh, pinpoint just one, but um, (laughs) I will say that I'm now feeling, it's probably a good thing, but every month I get my period and then I go, okay, next month I'm going to get a menstrual cup. And I'm gonna start using a menstrual cup because yeah. it's good for the environment and it's probably better for me and all the good reasons. And then I sort of freak out a bit and I'm like, Nope. I'm not an yeah. yeah. And then I get my period again, I go, Well, it's already started. I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna swap out halfway through. Like yeah. I'm not an idiot. So <laughs> and so that has happened for like four months now. And it happened again, obviously, last yeah. month. And I was just like oh, and like I went and I bought like more products like, oh, this is bad. And now I'm like, well, I've got them. I might as well might use as well them use next them. month. Yep. And it's, I think it's just going to be never ending until I just hurry up and shove a cup up there.
2: The advice I would give you, again, not a medical professional. And not, Are you going to redact it next month? Do I need really to tune in? just a well-researched individual at all. First time I used mine, I was drunk. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> hmm. And it just took, t- just took a load off my shoulders, you know? <laughs> <laughs> did you get almost, drunk specifically, not
1: specifically to use it? No, <laughs> oh I got okay. drunk. She for, got um, drunk out
2: of the menstrual cup like and then <laughs> she used it for the first time. Yeah, it was a whole ritual. I, uh, I killed some goats. It was a big, was a big thing. But i almost say I feel like you need to be drunker <laughs> for the birth <laughs> the next day of the cup. Oh my god. Getting it out for the first time? Yeah, that's what practice. I'm freaking out. I'm yeah, like, I've heard that too.
1: I don't want to be one of the statistics going to a and
0: Yes.
1: Because.
0: Wait, is that a thing? A woman going stuff. to a and
1: oh, I've heard of, I know someone who had to go because they went to pull out their tampon and the string broke.
0: Oh yeah, yeah that's a thing.
1: And yeah, they had to go and get it, surg- mm. not surgically but like well, yeah. someone had to go Just, in there with some
0: That, um, there is a certain brand of organic cotton tampon where that has actually happened to me twice.
1: Did you get it out on your own? Yeah. Oh. Mm.
0: But I was sort of like, I don't. I, yeah. I. I, I didn't. I, I emailed them and just very nicely yeah. was just like, here's <laughs> some feedback. This has happened. Yeah.
1: yeah. What was your initial reaction as your hand shot away from <laughs> your garage with only a string? I believe I screamed. <laughs>
0: And probably said a curse word. (laughs) And then took some deep breaths Mm -hmm. to calm myself Mm -hmm. for what was about to happen. But Mm -hmm. it actually ended up being fine both Mm -hmm. times.
1: But Mm -hmm. I was just like, no,
0: this cannot. Quietly cut your
3: nails
2: (laughs) and get to work.
1: Don't mind me. I've just been to the bathroom, but I'm going back in (laughs) with some nail
2: clippers. (laughs) Got some hot towels. I've got everything you need.
1: (laughs) Some barbecue tongs. (laughs) Don't mind me, guys.
2: <laughs> I'm not out in 20 minutes. Call an ambulance. Well, I don't mean to scare you, yeah. you enough, though. Using a moon cup is amazing, and I that's, think you should do it. That's and I think the you thing. should come is back. I know and that it.
1: it will be good, but I'm just like it's
2: just a little bit of no. getting used to. But it's yeah. yeah. My confession is regarding that, though, because this month round I've did something I've never done before, which is I dropped my moon cup in the toilet. Oh, <laughs> oh. That and it happen actually a happened a just this morning. Oh wow. <laughs> Is it still with it? I just went right
1: in and got it. Oh. <laughs> Did, you- <laughs> Did you flush beforehand? I assume I think no. It, I think it wouldn't flush because it's like buoyant, like it's.
2: It might though. Oh no, I, it sh- depends. She on was it. going. She oh was, really? <laughs> she was on the move. Yeah. Oh. So I was like, oh wow. shit! Just panicked. Yeah. Went right in. Just that. That. I am saying. God. What else have you touched today? <laughs> <There's> <laughs> have we you have touched to my? <with>? But yeah, that's another thing to be aware of in the in the toilet situation. Just keep a hold on it. Don't get too relaxed. Don't get too relaxed. <laughs> don't get, don't get clammy fingers. Hold <laughs> on. But that didn't never happened to me before. And um I'm still mm. here. Yep. Still alive. So <laughs> <Still, laughs> hot water. Still, still alive, barely breathing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, those are our confessions. <laughs> confessions part two. another good news this month, it looks like Abortion reform is finally in play. We have... There's three options, I believe, that they're looking at. Hold on, let me just check. That's right. Yes. Three models they're looking at um, to take abortion out of the uh, Criminal Act. One of them is... Sorry, the Crimes Act. There's Model A, um, which is that the decision is made purely between the pregnant individual and their health practitioner, and that is all. It's sort of just... There's no other um, checks and balances in place. The second one is that the person, the health practitioner, needs to be satisfied with the pregnant person's um, mental health and well-being, which sounds like it's sort of getting close to what it is, bar the criminal, bar the jail. (laughs) And then there's Model C, which is that there's no test um, of... uh, viability like you can just do it yeah. until 22 weeks then after 22 weeks there is a test of your physical mental health and well-being. So we had a piece on the spin-off by um the CEO of Family Planning who I believe let me just get this right as well they favor the first I think. Yeah. Yes. Model A which is just puts it completely in the hands of the health practitioner at the time and the pregnant person to make the decision without all of these other cuz what i find strange is that the other two are still there's still an emphasis on the mental state yeah and
0: the the also the power doesn't belong to the pregnant person in those other two scenarios either
2: yeah there's a there'll be a, a standard test yeah and hopes to jump through assume yeah. which brings up a whole bunch of other sort of problems
0: Which also means, like, the potential, like, conscientious objections of the health practitioner can come into play Mm. over a woman's right to decide for themselves what they want to do with their body. Yeah.
2: But with that said, I mean, that could still happen in Model A, the preferred one, where it's just you and the health practitioner. Well, that's true. But I guess you can shop around. (laughs) (laughs) True. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. But it's exciting. I mean, it's been obviously a long time coming. When was the the Crimes Act? It was like the 70s, wasn't it? I can't remember. I'm I'm blacking out. I'm too hot. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's good news all around. I mean, even just that it's a priority. Exactly. And it's a public conversation. And it's not just, like, defined by people picketing outside family planning clinics anymore, which is incredibly exciting.
0: Which I feel like, I mean, I'm probably in my... Social media bubbles, but um, a lot of the conversation around this has seemed more and more like the wacky family planning protester types are becoming more and more the minority on mm. what is essentially a health issue. And I think New
2: Zealand is getting behind it. Yes. New Zealand's like,
0: yep, yeah, sweet. The tide's we understand.
2: Changing. It's so good. I wanted to talk about something else which has sort of come up this month a little bit as well on the, on the rag four seven page. And you actually brought this to my attention, Mad, which is the pre-testy bestie. campaign which has been Mm -hmm. rolled out I think mostly through social media I haven't seen it anywhere else apart from like YouTube pre-roll yeah big time pre-roll ads Mm -hmm. I get that and I get clear blue and that's all I get
3: (laughs) 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 really
0: mine are just the ugliest shoes you could imagine (laughs) made in like a yurt out of sustainable materials
2: it's yurt shoe it's all of
0: my social media (laughs) targeted advertising I don't know what I did to deserve it.
2: <laughs> and so the crux of this campaign, it's sort of like this ongoing narrative of these two best friends who wear a lot of colourful clothes and they go <laughs> to parties and they're young and they're cool. And
1: they swear. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. they swear. Relatable. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and it's basically about being in the unsure s- stage between having sex and getting your next period and like taking a pregnancy test the next day and assuming that because it says no, you're all good. Because apparently, yeah, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> which to be fair, I didn't really know the intricacies of. I've I do a pregnancy test once every two days. <laughs> <laughs> wow, because I'm wow. always on the sure. edge. That's thorough, <laughs> and I'm always like, yeah. It's all good. I mean, I I've, 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 I've like
0: not even two minds, like many minds about this yeah. because I do have a lot of friends who regret drunking in the early stages of pregnancy when they didn't know that they were pregnant. Mm. They mm. hate that they did that. They feel full of, like, regret and guilt about it. Yeah. And presumably this is, I mean, other than trying to prevent fetal alcohol syndrome, it's also maybe these feelings in women that this campaign is mm-hmm. trying to help prevent? Mm. Maybe? Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, on the other hand, you've got this sort of argument for it being sort of vaguely... Pro-life slash anti-choice sentiments.
2: Yeah, and I guess you can interpret that because the message is you need a you need a little a little mate to stop you drinking in your the unknown yeah, phase. Just because in case. you have a might
0: have a baby inside
2: you, exactly. And, yeah, and the assumption of that being, I guess, to the the way you could read into it as pro-life is that it's assuming that you will definitely mm. be having a baby, yeah, and then, be yeah. keeping a baby, and raising a baby. not
0: actually just a preliminary clump of yeah. cells.
1: I mean. There is, it seems like they're coming from a place of uh, just wanting to prevent something negative Mm. Mm. uh, in the, you know, very common Mm. uh, outcome that is that people have babies when they're pregnant. Um, (laughs) And I think it just, it's like it, it would be too hard, maybe, probably actually they probably could, but it would be tricky to put that across as well as putting it across like a we accept that you almost just imagine the very fast voice at the end of ads that like turns and continues <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. we yeah. accept that sometimes you don't <laughs> actually want a <to> baby <laughs> anymore. in that case yes then go ahead and drink but otherwise <laughs> yeah be careful yeah <laughs> so I think it's just sort of trying to aim at the people that they're aiming at and if they sort of accident like they seems like they're just kind of accidentally swiping at others Mm. um because the thing is even if you don't drink and then you find out you're pregnant and then you get an abortion I feel like that is a much lesser inconvenience slash time slash uh mental uh taking up mental space and then if you drink and you were pregnant and then you did keep it and then mm. you think about it mm. later true so, and seemingly
2: there's all there's like there's a problem you know mm. there's the, the yeah it's, it's for problem. a reason yeah. that they've
1: suddenly decided to um try and bring awareness mm. to this so I don't know it's, it's sort of a bit clumsily done but I sort mm. of give them the benefit of the doubt
2: yeah same. yeah same and the um there's this girl on Instagram who I love have you followed this one oh, yeah. Josie Eden she's real cool and she was sort of an ambassador for the campaign and she just sort of articulates it in, like, a very chill, relatable way, which is just, like, it's just something to think about, you Mm. know? And even the fact that it's, like, a campaign and people are talking about this sort of stuff, I feel like is kind of positive in general, you know? That's true. Because there's stuff I didn't know (laughs) (laughs) that these cool young kids in bright clothes (laughs) taught me. They know
0: so much more than we do.
2: (laughs) They know a lot. They know a lot out there. All right, time for Ask a Ragger, where we have... Well, I've scoured the internet on the rack. I'll keep it anonymous. But um, people's conundrums from this month, which they would like some help with. So someone said, this winter I decided to stop shaving my legs. I couldn't be bothered with the hassle when they were all covered up anyway. I've decided now that I don't want to shave them at all. It's my own little feminist statement, and I've never been one for unnecessary grooming. Now we're getting into the warmer weather. I'd usually start wearing skirts to work, and I don't, but I don't know what the reaction will be. Brackets. I work in a professional office environment a mixture of gender and ages. I don't like drawing attention to myself but I think this will at least get some funny looks. It's pretty rare in New Zealand not to shave. I was wondering if any of you have done anything similar if people at your work got over it quickly or if it caused any issues
0: I'm a like a lifelong non-leg shaver and then sometimes I just do it because I want to mm-hmm. but no most winters I will not shave at all during the winter yeah. And I get my legs out, and then I'll go, Oh, yeah, that's right. But I don't. I, I may be privileged in that I've always worked in like offices like ours where it's like a, a bunch of weirdos from all over the place who just genuinely would not <laughs> give a crap about a pair of hairy legs. Yeah. So I probably can't <laughs> relate, but I'm with you. Like, I get my unshaved legs out all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I like, quite like to sort of point them out and laugh about it because <laughs> yeah. you're right. Like, she's right. It isn't usual it's pretty rare in New Zealand for a woman to have her legs out and have totally natural legs mm. Mm. um and I mean maybe it's not great but my way of dealing with it in the past has been to like make sure everyone looks at them first so that yeah. no one can yeah. notice it and feel bad for me yeah yeah you don't you want you people to take the staring. power back. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah So I'm like, hey, hey, mine are longer than yours to like whatever guy is near me. please. That's what they did on the blog. (laughs) He's like, I didn't care, leave me alone. Um, I told you not to come here again. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the only way to know is to do, to Mm. just do. And like, I mean, she she said, you know, this is going to be my little feminist statement. And unfortunately, one of the parts of making the statement is you actually have to say something where people aren't, Saying anything.
2: So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Go, go yeah. this lady.
0: Yeah, just do yeah. it. Just do it and see what happens and, you know, you've got people like on the RAG 24-7 that you can come back to if, you know, someone mentions something or looks at you weird and you feel uncomfortable or upset. Mm. Just, you know, find your tribe. Mm. Have a rant. Have a weep.
2: And you might also, I mean, you never know quietly who you might be affecting positively mm. as well. Like, I yeah. remember seeing going to a meeting at Spark, and there's one. This woman was sitting across from me, and I was like, "She hasn't shaved her legs," but she was like, "You know, like dress nicely." Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, and I know, but it was just—it was something I had never seen before uh, in my yeah. entire life, in just like a normal work environment. And I was like, "Shout out!" And it gave me permission to just stomp.
3: Yeah.
2: I also have
1: found that uh, if I've been wearing like long sleeve stuff for ages and then suddenly i'm like i'm gonna wear shorts and then i see they have really hairy leaves i'm like oh and then i shave them Mm. but like now in the summer i wear shorts every day and every day i just watch as my hair just gets longer and longer (laughs) but at the same time I'm like well everyone else has been watching this happen as well (laughs) so it's like It's it's, it's not suddenly like a shock When I just walk in with hairy legs. Because I'm like, you've been watching it. You've been watching it for three weeks now. We've been watching. We've
0: been documenting.
1: But if it's like all of a sudden I just walk in, I'm like, hey, guys. Look, you haven't seen my legs in a while. Here's what they look like now. So there's something about the just the gradually doing it that I find I am much more like, eh, who cares. Yeah. But if it's like, yeah. If it's like a sudden thing where I'm like, oh, people are going to notice because it's almost like when people slowly lose weight, no one notices. But if they go away and then they come back and they're suddenly 10 kilos lighter, everyone's like, oh my gosh,
0: what's Mm. going on here? So I also aesthetically actually think hairy legs and hairy underarms look cool. mm. Like I genuinely, Mm. and like in the same way that you can choose to wear makeup or not, wear makeup or do one thing with your hair, another thing with your hair, like... Sometimes like bare legs look great, and sometimes hairy legs look great. And I genuinely think like it's like different looks for different occasions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do I put on my hairy yeah, legs for tonight? We should sell had... like leg merkins.
0: Yeah. I've had times where I've like regretted shaving my legs. Ah, it's like, same. oh, I actually reckon this would have looked cooler with it, with the hair.
1: <laughs> actually, a now that you hair. say it, I'm imagining like different shoes and sock combos. Yeah. Would look better There's
0: something like about I quite like sort of Okay so I like In aesthetics or Fashion or whatever I like contrast So for instance Like rock gigs Mm. I like to wear like a starter jacket and big hoop earrings mm. or a hip-hop mm. gig. I like to wear, like, tight black jeans and a band tee. Mm. So I quite like how sort of softer, more feminine looks look with underarm hair. Like, I think that mm. those, aesthetically mm. those things look yeah. awesome together, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas, and probably, like, I think a corporate look. Yeah. Yeah. Like your lady that you had your meeting with. My the corporate look back. with a hairy leg. It sounds awesome mm. to me. It's
2: amazing. It's inspirational day. Yeah. We'll chuck a lookbook together. <laughs> we'll, yeah. pop it, we'll pop it online. Everyone yeah. get your legs out.
0: <laughs> Different stages. <laughs> oh my god! If you're listening and you love the to rock the hairy leg, make our ragga feel better and post pictures of your hairy legs on on yeah. the Facebook. Do yeah. it at work. At work, even yes. get your hairy legs out. Put them out there for everyone to enjoy.
2: I love it. Okay, one more question before we move on. Does anyone flat and feel like the de facto mum in all the worst, most traditional gender role ways? E.g., I've never wanted kids, so please don't make me clean up after you all the time, my son. (laughs) My flatmates can't even seem to handle a simple rostered job once a week, nor can they seem to clean up after themselves much either. Uh, That sounds like such a drag. Distressed on the rag.
0: (laughs) Mm. I have never been that person, but I have lived with camp mum women who I have also relied on to be, mm. like, camp mum and do stuff that they probably
2: didn't need to do. Yeah. How do you do to have problems in your flat, mat or are you guys well-oiled?
1: Um, we're quite lucky. There's seven of us. Mm. And there is, in terms of cleaning up after, everyone is really good at that, except for, like, sometimes one. But when you have six other people, it's very, like everyone's just like oh who cares it's just you know you don't have you're not constantly doing it all the time or you're not um doing it for multiple people it's like multiple people occasionally cleaning up after one person um and like i personally i have the messiest room in the house by far but that's fine no one needs to clean up my room (laughs) so chill um but otherwise everyone's like really tidy very good about cleaning communal spaces and all that so no actually we're we're pretty good but i can see how even just like a couple more people being bad at cleaning up after themselves Mm. which heaps of people are Mm. would just be become a nightmare immediately Mm.
2: put the messy dishes on the people's beds (laughs) I (laughs) i mean yeah really
0: aggressive that's the problem like if you are actually a tidy person And you don't want to be surrounded by mess, Mm -hmm. but someone won't remove their mess. Yeah, then you just give in to that impulse. But I think just as it turns out, it's more likely women do that than men. Like I think men are more likely to just be like, "Not my mess," Mm. and walk away.
1: Oh yeah, just leave them forever. Yeah. The worst, the worst thing though is when people who are like tidy and don't want, for example, don't want to start cooking when there's dishes, so then they clean and then do their own dishes. And then the messy people go, oh, it's just because they like being tired. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, just how that's they the like worst. to do things. It's like, no. no, yeah, I have to do it because yeah. you didn't.
2: Yeah. yeah. I always say sometimes sucks. just like sitting the people down and having a very serious conversation about not just like the jobs for the sake of jobs, but the way that it makes you feel. Yeah. And like the respect yeah. thing and all of that. I just think like being super earnest and kind them feel that like, real bad as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Might work. Uh, but yes, incredibly frustrating and horrible. That's why I don't like living with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I'm why a recluse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another big story this month, actually Someone found it on Twitter, I think it was Kate Pryor, the Pantograph Punch, tweeted out the statistics uh, from the new Auckland Theatre Company 2019 season. Um, She crunched the numbers on uh, the people directing the shows, writing the shows, etc., etc., and wrote, um, there was a really interesting article about it, Talking about how, you know, there's a lot of these shows which have really strong female characters and everyone wants to jump on the, you know, let's talk about feminism, let's talk about hashtag me too at the <laughs> at the Globe. But they're not actually doing anything behind the scenes to change anything. Mm. Um because only one, I think, show was written by a woman in the new season. And yet there's the program at face value might look even. Mm. But it's those people pulling the strings behind the scenes, the experiences that are being written about, the life experiences that's being drawn upon that is still not um, representative at all in the slightest. So, yeah, I was just thinking a bit about sort of that kind of representation. And actually in Boys Will Be Boys, Clementine has a a chapter about films and particularly Disney films, which has some really shocking statistics in it. Oh,
0: yeah. So even the ones that have sort of strong female leads... Actually, men do more talking than women, right? Yeah. Is that the case in Frozen? Yes. Oh my Which
2: God. Which is a big shock. How is that even possible? There's like, and there's five main men characters. You know, like, yes, there's the two women. It's like amazing. But you're like, well, there's the freaking snowman and there's all this other bullshit. Yeah. And it's actually, none of these things are as groundbreaking as they seem. Mm. Beauty and the Beast is like 71% men talking. Mulan what? was something oh, bonkers. Mulan as well. was 70
1: 70- Seven. I was very sad about that because that's my favorite movie. Yeah, it's but, um, a real, uh... I mean, but even movies like Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman doesn't actually talk that much. Mm. And outside, once they get off the, her home, she is surrounded by men because she's in the war.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah.
1: All, the, all the people making decisions are the men in the rooms and stuff. So it is just yeah. a whole lot of men got jobs. Whereas... Um, Ironically, my brother pointed this out to me. Some of the movies that aren't as celebrated as being, like, feminists or that sort of thing are the ones that are the coolest in that sense, like um, Tully, Mm. which admittedly was directed by a man but was written by a woman, and that is just two women most almost the entire movie is just them two yeah. interacting mm. and talking. That.
0: Why didn't I see that? I, I really, it. I really it was liked it. That's written by Diablo Cody, eh? Yeah. yeah and it's like, doing.
1: so it's got main character is a woman. Second, you know, supporting character is a woman. There is a husband. He's not that important. He's yeah. just sort yeah. of around. <laughs> and you sort of go, oh, this is actually like, a woman telling women's stories and mm. how women interact with each other and mm. like friendship and all this stuff, but it it wasn't pitched as that. Yeah. It was just pitched as here's a here's a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come and see it if you want. Cool is indie good. film. With yeah. some great. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So mm. I think movies like that um, are actually you know quietly yeah. um, doing quite a lot. I think. I noticed
2: it. I remember it, like Lady Bird. As well mm. was a big one where I was like, oh shit! Like just the relationships, the way the relationship between the daughter and the mother mm. was written, you're just like yeah, you can feel it, yeah. you can Tell that you can it was feel it by in the woman. DNA of a movie, <laughs> yeah, because
0: yeah. it fucked me up. Oh yes, very yeah. relatable. I Love that movie.
2: Um, I just have an apology to issue. Um, I've got already got a fact wrong. There are no shows written or directed by women yeah. in the new ATC season. Not even one. I thought there might have been one, well, but. This- is there, there's one that involved female writers? Ah, that's might be where I got yeah where I got it wrong, but
0: also only <sighs> one of seven directors are Māori, Māori and one of three playwrights are Māori. Three men though. Zero women. So, yeah. yeah. It's not good enough. And like, you know, it's not like everything in the whole world has to be um have a quota. But the fact is you just can't do anything, I don't think, in, in the creative space without reviewing your practices like, mm. in, in terms of, you know, diversity. It's mm. just, it seems like a, a massive oversight.
2: Mm. Well, I'm glad now that there are people who are doing it for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. They, they, they don't want to look at it themselves. Twitter will tell you. <laughs> All right. I don't want to talk about my cost I wanted to, yeah. but I don't want to anymore. Good. Shut up. Yeah. Let's move on to watch. <laughs> <laughs> watch club and book club. What have you been watching and reading this month? We would like to share. Oh my god, I have been watching Wanderlust,
0: starring oh. the incredible Tony Collett. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like essentially a a series about um a couple who've been together a long time who decide to explore polyamory. Um, because they have lost the desire to have sex with each other, which everyone who's been in a long-term relationship will be able to relate to. But they decide to try and see other people, but stay together. But the actual show itself becomes sort of like less about that and more about them um, discovering things about themselves and the, the nature of their relationship. And um, But it's, it's not just them that is awesome, even though Tony Collette will rip your heart out and make you cry every single episode because she's mm. so incredible. And they do have, like, a lot of sex with a lot of different types of people. So that's also quite interesting to see because each relationship in that respect is quite different. But, like, the kids in it are really amazing. And there's, like, lots of sort of satellite characters. You're just, like, mm-hmm. this is so incredibly written. And it's um, – the, the women's voices in it are just, like, beautiful. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, like, a really – diverse range of women's voices and they're like full of just humanity you know foibles they're not perfect they're not good they're not bad they're just people i absolutely love it i can't recommend it
1: enough
2: Wonderlust. where are you watching that oh that's on the netflix yes what about you man
1: um i don't have a watch club but i have a listen club yes um i got you know you get like your daily spotify playlist that they make for you yeah and just one time I finally just clicked on one and it's been amazing. It's now just, I've just made it my own playlist. <laughs> and there's a song on there that I really liked and it's by a artist called, I think, La- Lapsy? Lapsy? Mm. It's L A P S E Y, mm-hmm. I think. But the A has like two circles above it. Uh, okay. Umlaut. Yeah. So I don't know what that does to the pronunciation. <laughs> but. Lerpsy. Lerpsy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, um, but I was listening to it and I was like, this is such a beautiful duet. It was this guy singing and then it was her singing quite high. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. I wonder what it sounds like live. And then I watched it live and it's just her. Oh yeah.
0: Mm. So she just
1: has two mics and she sings normally into one.
0: Oh, she's doing a duet with herself. Yeah. Oh,
1: cool. Whoa. And then she sings into the other mic that's got like a whatever on it effect, and she sounds like a like a low sort of like sounds like a man singing. And I was like, who needs guys to sing on her tracks anymore? <laughs> yes. This sounds great. Like they just sound completely different. It's very weird to watch her, like wow. her mouth moving and then hear what's coming out. Yeah. But it was very cool, and I highly recommend it. I I really like the song. It's a very slow, soothing song. We we should find it. uh, Station. Yeah. Station.
2: (laughs) I'm going to find it. Um, My Watch Club recommendation is Making a Murderer Season 2, which is like, whose isn't? But because (laughs) (laughs) I am just obsessed with Catherine Zellner, who is the amazing lawyer who basically picks up the whole case and her whole life has been, like, committed to getting people out of prison who aren't supposed to be in there. And she is just the most incredible character I think I have ever seen in, like, any kind of factual television before. Cool. She seems completely unreal. Like, she has poker straight black hair, incredible, like, eyebrows and kind of heavy makeup and, like, real pointy leather jackets. Yeah, she is just a boss at her job. Like, she is just... She shoots a lot. <laughs> she shoots a lot of things. With a gun. She takes guns out. Oh. She, <laughs> <laughs> she's just like the most badass, like, investigator. Goes back through every little piece of evidence, recreates every single scene. But it just, like, delivers every line perfectly. She's amazing. Mm. I just I, She's completely entrancing every time she's on TV. Yeah. And I, I've forgotten most about the details of the actual show. <laughs> I don't yeah. even care about it. I just want to see her do anything. And also, Zellner, such a cool last name. Yeah. Catherine Zellner. Okay. I also
0: watched um, Bodyguard on Netflix in the last month, which uh, I I watched it mostly for thirst reasons. (laughs) Because the titular bodyguard is Richard Madden, who plays Rob Stark Mm -hmm. in Game of Thrones. And Uh. he's this very sort of sad, complex man who is also a bodyguard for the Home Secretary. Uh, in the UK, and it's like political intrigue slash thriller, and it's actually a really, really good series.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um But he's also really hot.
1: I <laughs> thought you were saying <laughs> yes. that you first watched Kevin Costner in <laughs> the Body- No! <laughs> Although,
0: <laughs> in the bodyguard. It's a good rewatch. I actually did. And like, I grew up thinking, you know, Kevin Costner not hot because he's an old man, because yeah. he was older than me. He was mm-hmm. like, the age mm. I am now, when he made that movie, and I was a child. Oh, and then I rewatched no. The Bodyguard last oh year. I was like, "Holy Hello. crap, he's really hot!" I had no idea. <laughs> so I get it. I get it, Mum's generation.
2: <laughs> I
1: get it, Mum. I get yeah.
0: it,
2: Mum. Stop going on about him. <laughs> um, any other books? I I mean, the only other book I've read apart from Boys Will Be Boys is a novel about my wife, which is a. We have a book club here at the spin-off. It is our book club, but haven't finished it, to be honest. haven't finished it. Book club's tomorrow, but the Emily Perkins novel. Yes. It's very good.
1: I particularly like that. It is written uh, first person from a a male writer's point of view, Mm. and you can tell there are some things that are written as like slight kind of joke about how male writers Think. Like or he Emily
0: th- Perkins subtly throwing shade at male yeah. writers. Yeah. I, I think, because awesome. there
1: are some things that he does that are, like, a little bit dickish, <laughs> but, but he justifies them quite well. But then you kind of go, oh, it's sort of like a wink-wink, yeah. like this character is a little bit of a loser, but also he's fine, like he knows he's a bit whatever, he's allowed yeah. to be, you know, he's a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I did like that, because... Most of the time, you could just easily imagine it was written by a man. Mm-hmm. But then there are some bits where you go, oh, no, yes, this is this is a woman <laughs> writing a man.
2: <laughs> it's good.
0: That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just very quickly am um, reading um, a very short, very easy read, which I haven't quite finished. It's called Uncut Funk, and it's... Um, a transcribed conversation, the entire thing, it's 138 pages long between um Bell Hooks and uh Stuart Hall. Bell Hooks, of course, is the amazing um black feminist activist and writer who wrote Feminism Is, is for Everybody. But um Stuart Hall is a like a British Jamaican cultural theorist. He's passed away now, but um he was sort of he's sort of is like the the godfather of cultural theory and multiculturalism in the UK. And the whole thing is just a transcription of them talking.
3: Mm, And it's
0: such an amazing conversation. Like he's got really interesting insights on feminism as well. He was married to, um, oh, she's really prominent British feminist academic, Catherine Hall. Um, And they talk about all kinds of things, um, just sort of like uh, indigenous perspectives, black perspectives, their definition of home, as well as sex and gender and race and all that kind of thing. It, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating insight into just people who are, like, way awesomer and smarter than you are. <laughs> but, again, very easy to read. It's yeah. quite short. What's it called? It's called Uncut Funk.
2: Uncut Funk. Mm. Hell, yeah. I wanted to end this podcast reviewing some man-sized meatballs. But I wasn't able to find them. Oh, Someone I saw... posted them on Twitter. Yeah, um, in the freezer section, hey. In the freezer section, McCain's have released man meals, I suppose. Man size. McCain. Um, okay. for, <laughs> okay. for, the, for the big man. Um, and I wanted to eat the man-sized meatballs and then wipe our mouths with the man-sized tissues. <laughs> but I just didn't follow through on the joke. Oh. But if anyone out there spots those... Man balls. Yeah, please <laughs>
0: um, post your reviews, reactions to giant man balls.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I did see someone
1: posted the Lad Burger... Oh yeah yes. Which is for sale at The worst looking burger looks
0: ever seen
1: disgusting But It
0: is many layers Of turdy
2: looking yeah.
1: Layers But also like Take out the egg And I was like Those are all my favourite ingredients
2: it's, I mean <laughs> I it like, sounds it's got good. a lot of good stuff in there Beef yeah. patty Fried pickles yeah. Bacon egg Cheese Portobello mushroom Red onion Barbecue sauce mm. And aioli It sounds good But, but it's boys only man. Too bad I can't
1: get it <laughs> It's
2: not the mad burger It's the glad burger I just have to go, mad go to the kitchen And cook my yeah. own <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't even have left the kitchen. It's just so a mad. very
1: pasty
0: bun and then a lot of ingredients that are turned to the same colour from being cooked on the same grill.
1: And mm. Well, what I like is that, that bun is the perfect bun representation of that comb-over haircut. <laughs> <laughs> like the undercut, you
2: know, nothing on the sides but a gel yeah. on the top. I just think, you know... Men deserve better than this as well.
0: Yeah. You know? I agree. They don't need to be told what to eat. They don't need
2: to be told what to eat. They can maybe probably cook meatballs themselves. Yeah. Without McCain. I
0: mean, I would like large meatballs and I'm not a man, so what do I do? <laughs> Am I gonna do I have to eat small <laughs> ones? Can I eat <laughs> more small ones to make up for the fact <laughs> that I'm not eating large ones?
1: But honestly, a small meatball is much better than a large meatball. This is my thing. They'll dry out. Yes, this is my thing with all foods. (laughs) A small version is always better than a large version because you get good coverage. Yeah. Like how I said tater tots are better than a hash brown because you get more crispy because of how small a tater tot is. Most of it is the crispy stuff. True. Meatball, you get good sauce on the whole meatball. Yeah. You get a giant one. Yeah. You just have meat on sort of the outside and then, you you know.
2: Agreed. Mini pie. Lots of pastry, yeah. Just a handful of pastry, really. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, a good ball theory. of pastry. But no, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> it's nearly the end, but we have to nominate our Yas Queens. Yas Queens. for the month.
0: Uh, my Yas Queen actually is also kind of like a watch club because yeah. uh, my Yas Queen is um, Simon Nosrat, who is the host of another Netflix show that I have started watching. It's called. Um, salt, fat, heat, acid.
2: Oh, I've heard
0: so much
2: about No, this, salt, right? fat, heat. Oh, my God. Is it salt, salt, salt heat, acid, 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 fat? Feet. Feet? <laughs> salt, fat. It's
0: getting really hot near Tinnika Salt, fat, acid, heat is what it's called. It's a four-part series. On Netflix, is a cooking series hosted by this incredible woman called <laughs> Simon Nostrad. She's, like, Iranian-American chef and food writer. She writes for New York Times magazine. But she's an absolute joy to watch and has, like, kind of rekindled my love of food. Not my love of food, but my love of tasting. Mm. So each episode is about salt or fat or acid or heat, and she talks about how those things affect cooking and food and how and how we eat as well and she's just this huge personality who just loves tasting to the point where she tastes things and cries with joy wow and I'm just so inspired by her not just by the fact that she does that and it's made me just like want to blindfold myself before I eat anything so I'm just in like the taste Mm. zone but her expression of it is really lovely like she's really um emotional about her food writing practice and cooking and it's i just find it quite inspiring like yeah i just feel like everyone should tackle the thing that they love in the same way that she does mm. yeah i love
1: her so Yars queen. Yas
2: queen. What about you Mab.
1: um uh, my Yas queen is katherine switzer who is i spoke to her this morning i had the great honor of facetiming her at eight in the morning um and she is the first woman to run the Boston Marathon in 1967. Uh, she's in that iconic photo of the man, the race organiser, trying to push her off the track uh, oh, because man. she was running. And then there's a the video, which is even better, is then her boyfriend at the time does the greatest shoulder check I have ever <laughs> seen. He just comes swooping in and just completely flattens the race organiser like it's great blocking in terms of football but (laughs) so he just came in and was just like piss off and then like run like he was like run now like go run (laughs) Run faster oh she's Um, amazing so but she run that she's also won uh she won the new york marathon 1974 she's run a 251 which is very fast um and she's still running. She ran the New York Marathon in 2017 when she was 70. Um, ran it over an hour faster than I ran my one. She wow. is. Um, <laughs> yep. Um, that is a testament both to how slow I ran it and <laughs> to how impressive she is as a 70 year old. But so she started uh, women's only races, she organised the first ever women's only marathon like, running races with Avon. Well, mm. um, they sponsored oh, it. as
0: in the cosmetics yeah. brand. Yeah, Avon.
1: Wow. Um, and that got women into long distance. And then she uh, campaigned and successfully got the marathon into the 1984 Olympics for women. That's the yes. first time women were allowed to run longer than, I think it was, like, the 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 longest competitive race for women was, like, A five k run or something ridiculous, like like Like, fun run. Something really would
0: die if she ran a marathon, right? Yeah, she said her
1: her coach, like even though they ran together every night, her coach still insisted that she would just like, in her words, fall off the edge of the earth (laughs) once she got to a certain distance. Like she would just like the body would just shut down and be like, nope, that's it. This is where the woman stops running. Yeah, and instead she. Uh, basically ran Um, they did a training run and she ran it and obviously went the full distance and he was like oh my god you look fine and she was like yeah. yes <laughs> Um, we should keep running because maybe it's not the right distance we should run more and he was kind of like uh, what we just ran a full marathon so then they ran an extra 10k so they actually ran 50k and then he passed out at the end of the workout and she was fine um and then she went around ran Boston and then she oh you know ran around and, and she's still promoting she was talking from outside the New York like marathon like Registrate Expo because the marathon is tomorrow or maybe Sunday mm. um and she was still just loving she just loves going and talking to people who um you know, running, women who are running for the first time, heaps of them who ran because of her. Mm.
2: Um,
1: and she was at the menstrual cup, the Hello Hello Cup.
2: Yeah, the New Zealand brand. Yeah, New Zealand brand.
1: Um, she was at their stand and she said these two Italian men came over who had come over to run and they were sort of looking at the cups and they're like, what is this? And so she explained, she just goes, I just said what I was, you know, just mm. explained it and mm-hmm. they were kind of like, blinking at her like uh. <laughs> and then she was like do you have a wife and then he was like yeah and she goes how old is she you know he was like 40 he goes do you have kids and goes, yes do you have any daughters yes and she goes why don't you buy this for your wife <laughs> and he was like ah, ha, ha, ha. uh yeah 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 sure and then sort of walked off and then came back and was like are you serious <laughs> and he was, she was like yeah i think she'll really like it and he was like Okay, <laughs> she goes. I've been selling men menstrual cups. This oh
0: is great, God. she oh is God, the youngest of queens. Yeah. so amazing. she is
1: um very cool, and she's married to a New Zealander, so she's a New Zealand citizen. Uh, Apparently, lives here half the time.
2: Holy sh- might sh- see sh- her out running. Did not know that. Yeah, yes. Um,
1: but she's an icon. Yeah, running icon. Nice um green. There is actually a documentary that she is in, which is where I first heard of her. Watching on the plane, called Free to Run. Have not seen it. I don't know where to get it. Oh. Because <laughs> I watched it on the plane. And oh, I know it's right. not on Netflix because I tried to find it. Mm-hmm. But it's called Free to Run. It's very good. Very inspiring. Made me want to um, go for a run. I'm going
0: to find it.
2: Oh, man. This looks amazing. Cool. Cool. And that interview will be on the spin-off, won't it? <laughs> yes.
1: There will be an article at some point. <laughs> yeah, don't give it a deadline. The just keep an Read eye it off, now, right? assuming this comes out.
2: I kind of already uh, spoiled my Yas Queen, it's still Catherine Zellner Yeah. <laughs> from Making a murderer. I can't wait to go home and watch those last two a lot episodes. Of and episode. almost in the similar way that you're talking about your Yas Queen, it's just seeing someone just be fucking amazing at their job. Yeah. In a place where there's mostly men, you know, mm-hmm. most of that series is just men talking to men about stuff that a man may or may not have done. <laughs> um, and then this woman just comes in and just blows everyone out of the yeah. water. And it's just like amazing talent, but also just like so good at her job and won't take anyone's shit and won't doubt herself for a second. That was the thing I couldn't get over. I'm mm. like, in a the, everyone's against you. The Supreme Court, is just like... <laughs> trying like not listening to you and she's just she just doesn't care like she just throws her entire life behind what she believes in so fuck she's amazing yes Catherine Zellner yes yes. me but the biggest yes queen of all is Tina Tiller Mm -hmm. our patient producer sitting in the corner there thank you so much (laughs) Tina we love you thank you mad for filling in thanks for having me thanks everyone for getting to the end and thank you again to the women's bookshop please go and support them buy a lovely book Bye, boys will be boys. Oh no, we'll try and win it first. I'll oh, yeah. buy it. i buy it for someone else. Buy it for a man. <laughs> buy it for the special man in your life. Yeah, actually, can I promote
1: something? Yes. May I? A, <laughs> may I do a plug? Yes. Go on the spinoff. Comment on. There's a post <laughs> offering two tickets to an event that I am doing. <laughs> okay. <yeah>. Steve Brauness <laughs> is interviewing me at Lit Crawl in Wellington next week. Uh, the eleventh.
2: Um, Okay. I did of not know that. November. That's awesome.
1: And I believe the spinoff is giving away two tickets and you have to comment or like the post. And I have commented, and I might be the only one who've commented <laughs> so, so this is on the spinoff. I Facebook. could win my own tickets, and that All would be right. great.
2: Two jobs to do. Win those tickets, go on our page and try and win, boys will be boys, and then we'll finally be happy. All right, thank you very much. We'll see you next month. <laughs>